podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hearts are going down, going down. Hearts are going down. Na 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 na. Hearts are going down, going down. Hearts are going down. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me remotely again is Ross Davidson. Hello all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> and Craig Devine. Alright. How's it going guys? Not bad. Lockdown's starting to get pretty boring or it was boring at the initial start but it's getting worse and worse. Just Start- want to go back to some sort of normality. See I'm, I've kind of went a wave like I was really hated it to start with and then I started really really liking it to the point is I don't want to go back to work I'm enjoying being <laughs> home and now what now I just really want a haircut it's just wee things like yeah, I'm dying for a haircut and a beard trim just ridiculous how long this has gotten the haircut's ridiculous I, I'm desperate for one I was actually seeing when Johnson said that uh, he was kind of relaxing restrictions down south I was tempted to drive to Carlisle for a haircut <laughs> <laughs> if he was opening <laughs> And that's how desperately I need a haircut, to be honest. And Craig's just sitting there. Muggy's <laughs> <laughs> Denton, done Malton for fucking seven years. <laughs> the amount of money that's you must fun. save. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's uh, it's starting to, to get to me now. I'm just, I'm absolutely sick of nobody able to go anywhere and do anything. Uh, and I'm not liking the, the thought that we'll not be back in the ground for quite some time. I know. I bought a season ticket this season. It's my Aye. first one in about, uh, like, since, I don't know, since before you, I went to uni anyway. I've always <laughs> had a job that I've had to work every Saturday, so I've never had the need for one. Yeah, I renewed mine as well, but it's just, even doing that, it kind of made you think, like, when am I going to get to use mm-hmm. this? And I renewed it around about when one of the first couple of days it, renewal was open and before the season was ended and stuff, it was just kind of, you never, you don't know when you're going to get to use it or they're going to get to see a ball kicked again, you know? I reckon it wouldn't be as bad if, I mean, they're talking about looking at ways to stream it to fans and stuff that have obviously mm-hmm. bought a season ticket or that, no, you've not bought a season ticket just in general, but you can tell the SPFL is just going to fuck it and they'll, they'll get it all to Sky anyway. Aye. I, I don't know how that deal is quite structured or how it changes going forward because I know English League we're talking about, I've seen something in the news today that they're going to put other games on free TV, cancel telly, mm-hmm. or if we'd end up with something similar. I think uh, with the means of technology and the way the world is at the moment, there's no reason why we can't do a kind of subs- fan subscription service and say we watch the Simon games, the Simon fan season tick holders or whatever, and the other clubs do the same. Aye, uh, I mean, there's obviously plenty of options to do that. Most clubs have their own TV channel anyway, don't they? Aye. Aye, you can watch them now if you're if you're um abroad or if you if you say you're abroad, mm. wink wink. Aye, oh aye, a, a cheeky wee VPN gets round everything. But I just don't know why. I mean fans would pay. Everybody's desperate to watch mm-hmm. some form of football you've seen. Obviously the viewing figures will be interesting for the Bundesliga that everybody now seems to be a German football fan, purely because <laughs> there's football to watch. So mm-hmm. if we get Scottish football back, 
particularly lower league clubs. I mean, if you're get if they're getting money in the door for subscriptions, it might go a long way to help them out in, in these times, you know, because they rely on football more than the, the guys in the, the teams in the top league for obvious reasons. So if they're getting monthly subscriptions in the door, they could keep a few clubs from going to the wall, which is the most important thing. See, it now some kind of virtual buy a pie. That's true. (laughs) But yeah, who who knows what's going to happen in this situation? But one thing we do know is the league has been called. Celtic have been named champions, and Hearts are done. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) As you would have heard from the intro and the before the the theme song of the podcast came in, Hearts are down. Maybe because apparently reconstruction talks are back on the table again. Aye. And Budge is not letting this lie at all. But if you put more effort into getting a decent manager in and trusting them to bring in decent players, then maybe the team with the third largest budget in the country wouldn't be bottom of the league in times mm-hmm. like this. So it's hard to feel sorry for them, you know. I did like that suggestion that because they've spent a fortune, they should need be getting relegated. <laughs> I know, exactly. I mean, what's <laughs> just poor decision making. It's uh, it's quite an embarrassment. I mean, I think everybody with a level head would know that if it was someone or Hamilton or anybody out with the apparent big sides, the conversations like this wouldn't be happening. You know, it'd be straight down and then look forward to next season. So it's about a slap in the face when you see them kind of mumping and moaning just your bottom, and it's it's bad luck, but. It's uh, challenging times, isn't mm-hmm. it? So decisions had to be made. Just imagine if Abika hadn't scored that goal. I know. I know. <laughs> I like to see a lot of Simon fans now sitting about what they've got to say about Abika because it's saved our season, really. It really has. Like there was, Honestly, even in that Hearts game, there was people behind me calling him like a big lazy lump of wood and all that and yeah. stuff. And you're just like... You can see what he brings to the team. We'll try not go on a whole Abika's good rant again, <laughs> like most of these podcasts turn out to be. He's he's one. Of, he's been one of our better players this season. Uh, last out on his on his back, so I'm kind of now a champion for him. To be honest, so I went <laughs> total the opposite way on my opinion on him. Aye. With um, reconstruction, it's always something I've been interested in. Like I've always wanted to see more teams in the top flight of the SPL or SPFL even. But now I'm just not bothered. Like it's never. I don't even think it's going to happen because I think Hearts are still wanting a temporary solution, and when they need like they still need like most of the clubs to agree. Is it still like the eleven to one vote? Yeah, they need to pass, and I still just can't see that passing because, um, yeah, you bring up another two teams, the the money pot still say, stays the same, and you're just having to spread it th- through more teams, so it's less money going to the clubs. So I just don't see them agreeing to it. So. Hearts, I think they're about 99% down. They're not quite 100 yet, but in the coming weeks, I think we'll see them. I, I can't see anybody agreeing. I, I can see people agreeing to it, but I don't think it will pass um, purely because clubs like St. Merlin and Hamilton, and you're going to really be voting. I think the discussion was a temporary basis and then three go down the next year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, t- realistically, we're always going to be fighting kind of down round about there. Well, not always, hopefully not, but the way it's been the last few seasons, then why would you vote to extend the relegated mm-hmm. teams when, in theory, we're likely to be there or thereabouts anyway? So it's just, it'd be 
shooting yourself in the head if you agreed to that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if they were to vote for it, let's face it, the vote would probably get lost or end up in a spam folder or something. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even align it. Um, I, I don't think... I think it all comes down to this um, the suggestion that teams don't want to lose out on the old firm money. The way around that was, I think, the way the 14-team league had been proposed was that it splits into a top six, the bottom eight, and then you make up your money that way because you play an extra couple of fixtures. But I, I still, it does come back to the whole the relegation issue. You're totally just digging yourself a big hole there, aren't you, if you agree to that? Yeah, I, totally, I agree. Unless, I don't mind. Sorry, when you go. No, just unless it's a permanent solution, then I don't want to hear about it. I'm not interested. I like the way we're set up just now, the 12 and the, the split. and Again, obviously, with the way St. Martin's seasons have been in the top flight, it means you're not having to go to Celtic Park to try and win <laughs> in the last day to stay up. So it's always been it's always been a good addition for us because the bottom six are fighting against the teams that are running about your level and then that's how <clears throat> we've seen so many great escapes because you're not going to get that if you're going to Ibrox in the last day. Uh, to win by two clear goals or whatever so the splits have, in my opinion been a good invention a good idea and uh, I don't really think the way it's set up just now needs changed mm-hmm. Definitely and um, also looks like there's a good chance that Sky is going to be the new sponsor of the league which everyone's up in arms about because it's to do with basically money we owe them with by calling the league mm-hmm. but when you actually look into it it's not that bad an idea because essentially um us calling the league early the the league was never going to be finished like we, scottish clubs can't afford the testing regime that germany and stuff have where they test players before and after the match and every one test costs like 200 pounds it's like no chance we could ever afford that um so apparently we owe or the spfl owe sky 10 million for not seeing out the whole contract so they're trying to get around it by just giving them the sponsorship rights but it's not really like Giving them, it's like them giving you ten million just to give back to them. It's covering up a big payment. <laughs> Aye, no, I agree. It's, I don't think it's a bad thing. Sky mm-hmm. sponsoring the leagues if they've got a full sponsorship and ownership of the leagues, maybe they'll put a bit of effort into trying yeah. to market it properly. That's exactly and, what I thought. <laughs> and um, actually, be forced in a way to actually pay attention to it and. Remember what Dundee Club goes against what badge and uh, <laughs> uh, Sky Sports News and, and who manages who and things like that. I mean, if they're sponsoring the league and they have certain ownership of it, then hopefully it kind of gives them a kick up the arse to market our game properly because at the moment they, they don't. You know, you're sitting listening to guys like Chris Commons and Chris mm-hmm. Boyd on a panel and just, I don't think it's poorly, poorly marketed from their side. So hopefully it's an improvement if we sponsor it. Especially if, if BT obviously don't have the rights anymore, there's going to be a few guys probably out of a job that could maybe go over to Sky because, like, the likes of um, Craig and Stuart and that, they're not going to be doing anything at BT Sport. You can't imagine them getting put to other other leagues to talk about, like um, Chris Sutton is, because he's obviously does the English leagues as well for BT. So these guys might be able to go over to Sky as well and hopefully... I would think so. Kind of freelance a bit. I like that the the boy Daryl. Daryl Curry. He's a good host. Uh, he'd be wasted if he if he never got another job. I think uh, a lot of that kind of team do the Premier Sports thing. This guy's mm-hmm. uh, the Scottish Cup. So it'd be good to try and keep them together at least. 
you just hope it doesn't turn into um, just covering the same two teams over and over again because we think we've yeah. got enough of that. But aye, maybe maybe the whole sponsorship thing does does prompt them to treat it with a wee bit more respect. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when we, we we need to start to like look to the new season whenever that may happen. But we'll just kid on that it's coming up soon, so we'll start going over the players that could be out of contract or are out of contract, whether we should get them renewed or maybe it's time to say goodbye. Um, and I think the first player that we really need to talk about is Faklaf Ladke. Uh, that's just that's a no-brainer. I mean, it's a short conversation, I think. Uh, we, we need to try everything we, we can to keep this guy. I've mm-hmm. said it a few times. I think he's the best goalie we've ever seen at month, to be honest. And uh, we need to do everything we can to, to keep a hold of him. Mm-hmm. My opinion, I don't... You, I don't think there's any danger of keeping a hold of him. He's got his sights set down south, I think. So, but a sad one. But we just maybe, the, maybe the, the, the current situation will change that a wee bit because I think players might be a lot more reluctant to mm-hmm. move around and change clubs. So, yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Actually, to uh, kind of relocating for players might be a bit of an issue now. Or... Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a, a one-year extension or something, just to keep them. Like playing for another season, mm-hmm. maybe he'll want to do something like that. I noticed today on um, he put something on his Instagram story, and he's actually got the celebrations of him saving the final penalty against Dundee United on a canvas on his wall. So he's clearly definitely got the the heart for something. <laughs> uh, certainly, a, a much loved and appreciated player. So, I I think that, that it can kind of rub fans up the wrong way sometimes when somebody comes in and openly talks about how they, they want to move on to like bigger and better things but I, I think so far he's done it in a pretty respectful way no one would grudge him moving on but I, if we could keep him that would be the best bit of business we could do all summer I reckon Yeah I totally agree In the Daily Records um, one of their columnists thinks Hearts should go for him in the Championship If they then fuck him <laughs> Mental. I can't see that happening at all. Nah, they'll certainly throw money at it, though. I was saying that earlier before we started that I think they're going to have a right good go. So you will see Hearts maybe signing guys that maybe could play in the Premiership, but they're going to Hearts to try and get them up the league. So hopefully he isn't one of them, but mm-hmm. never know with Scottish football. Vaclav Ladke is a unanimous stay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next player, Ross Wallace. It's a player I'd like to see us keep. Um, obviously, it was a, a bit of a coup, in a way, for us to sign him in the first place. Um, he was kind of only there to really get his fitness up and stuff, but he did mention that he'd quite like to play for a contract and stay on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd done that. Like uh, He set up a weaker's goal against Hearts. Um, we saw bits of Ross Wallace that he really could add to his game. He's a bit older now, so his experience could obviously bring something as well. Uh, I, I mean, it's hard. He, he's not played many, a handful of games in a couple of years. He did come in, he's 35 now, so it's it's a difficult one. I mean, I would, if he's wanting to stay, I don't know how much of a, a wage he's on. If it was kind of around about the top end he was looking for, I'd probably let him go and look to maybe try and get somebody in a bit younger. Mm-hmm. But if he's willing to take a reasonable wage, then he's certainly worth a one year deal. I think. Certainly, off the back of what you were saying, the times we've seen him, particularly against Hearts, he's good. He adds that kind of composure to the centre of the midfield. So, 
don't know, it's a, it's a difficult one. He needs a right good pre-season under him before he can go up to full fitness. As I mm-hmm. said, he's not played much in two years, which is a hard one to go by when you're offering contracts to somebody. Aye, I would tend to agree. Um, my worry is, obviously, when we talk about needing a good pre-season, and I, I hate to keep coming back to this whole thing, but I wonder what pre-season is going to look like this year. But is it going to be significantly different with what's the training regimes like? It's mm-hmm. maybe not, yeah. but if it made financial sense and if we were confident we could get him up to full speed, then I, I'd, be, I'd be really happy to see him stay as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. And uh, Tony Andrew. <laughs> I'll leave that one up to you, Lee. <laughs> I don't think you need to ask me, to be honest. You've heard me talk about Andrew enough times to know what my answer's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's two words, and the first one's fuck. Aye. Uh, fuck off, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, he'd probably be one of our higher earners as well, Tony Andrew. So. I think so. He splits the fans, though, because there's loads of folk I see kind of Twitter and that saying that he's a technical genius. or no genius, but he's outstanding technical ability and this and that but you just don't see it yeah, he's not showing any of that at all I mean I think when he came in everyone did kind of have the same opinion I he was worth a lot at one point he was a brilliant player as maybe know the player that he was but we still expected a lot more off of him and he's just uh, absolutely feels yeah, he, he definitely doesn't show it enough no. like um, I can't remember what game it was because it seems that long ago um, that he came off the bench and he did try 100% where I was like, why have I not seen this Tony Andre play for us before? Like, mm-hmm. it was totally different from any time I've, other se- I've seen him play. It was, now that I'm saying it, it's the Motherwell game. Uh, the right. four each, when he came on, he actually looked like yeah. he was trying to play for his place. But then we see him in other games where he starts or we bring him on and he doesn't do enough. And he's, he's sitting back when he should be, like, pressing a bit more Aye. um so yeah i wouldn't be too upset if we decided to get rid of them to bring in maybe think, another player i think when you you play with a team like someone that we can't afford to carry luxury guys mm-hmm. like andrew that can maybe appear once in 10 minutes or whatever and, and and put a chance away which we've had players like that before but i just he doesn't even do that you know his composure is really really poor for a guy when he played with Hamilton was finishing everything that dropped him. I mean, how many times this season did we see it dropped to Andrew at the edge of the six-yard box and it was going into the stand or off the goalie or mm-hmm. he turns away to shoot and ends up losing the ball? I mean, Aye. Tony Andrew of old would have just buried that. We can't afford to carry a guy that can't finish chances like that. Do you reckon when I say I'm going to just say when? Do you reckon when he goes, he's going to come back to bite us? He's one of their players because that seems to happen to us an awful. Yeah. I can't see another Scottish Premier League club taking them. Like I think he's kind of burnt. Well, I was going to say burnt his bridges at Hamilton. The fans aren't weren't a fan of him coming to us, but then mm-hmm. I'm sure there, there's not that many of them to be pissed off if he goes back yeah. to Hamilton. Um, I, there, there isn't really another club that I can, I can imagine him going to. Like, um, if it was like a club coming up from the Championship into the Premier League, then maybe. But then that mm-hmm. club coming up is Dundee United. He's not going to fit in the Dundee United squads. Like, they've got better players than him at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it, we've all sat at a game and heard the the substitute that's coming on for the other team, and you you have a thought, you think, ah, shit. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think Andrew would ever come into that bracket for me. I'd, I think he'll do a championship job maybe for somebody. Uh, I think he'd be a good shot for Thistle. Well, Hearts maybe, but I think he'd have been a good fit for Thistle if they stayed up. Mm. Uh, Fermline maybe. 
Uh, McCall kind of plays football kind of that way, a kind of guy playing number 10, if Andrew can maybe put a bit of effort in for this way, they've been a good fit, but obviously League One now, I don't know if they could be sniffing about guys like that, but mm-hmm. no, I would get rid of them as soon as possible. Aye. Who is it that's coming up from League One again? Is it, is it, it's either Falkirk or Rafe, I can't yeah, remember. Rafe. Rafe. Is it Rafe? Aye. They, they could probably go for him, maybe. Falkirk might go for him as well, because they've still, probably still got a wee bit of money to throw about. Mm. Falkirk's a good shout. Aye, I thought they were pretty hard done by that they didn't come up. I think mm-hmm. they were they know what point off. Mm-hmm. Same situation with Partick Thistle. It was very harsh for teams to be getting relegated in Leicester Hearts. Aye, or that, of course. Of course. That really harsh. Unless it's Hearts, which another hand it's glorious. <laughs> and uh, next player, someone I'm really 50 50 on this one, Stephen McGinn. I'm. Uh, hundred percent release. I don't think he's good enough release? at this wow. age, um at this level anymore. Don't think he has been for some time. And uh he'll be in a he'll be one of our high earners, I would think. He'd maybe get a a player or two using his wage, a younger player or two. Um I just I would release him. Hands down. I'd keep him but only if he would take a reduced deal um <clears throat> and accept Vastly reduced playing time, which I, I don't think he, he would be interested in at all. It doesn't strike me as the type of player that would be happy to sit on the bench for anyone. See, that's that's kind of where I'm at as well. Like if he if he was on higher wages and he took a, a, a bit of a lower wage cut to be more of a backup player, I'd take him because I think he's a good player to bring off the bench that adds a bit of fight into a match that we've we've seen many times where we're lacking a bit of fight. Um, he would be someone that could come in and do a job in that role. If, if he's on the higher wages, then I fair enough, get rid of him and bring in a couple of players. But if he's willing to take a wee bit of a pay cut, because he is getting on a bit, he is having problems with his injuries and stuff like that as well. How many other clubs are going to take a big risk on him to give him that sort of money? Will he want less money and more playing time like way down further down the leagues? Or would they be happy staying on at something and maybe looking into coaching as well, kind of thing? Possibly, good show. I mean, it's all about the the wage, which we're not privy to, so we, it's just speculation. But I would think he's probably a top earner, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to take a cut for me to even consider keeping him. But I just, I would cut my ties to be honest. Fair enough. And uh, Danny Mullen, I've got on him. It's probably time to go for Danny Mullen. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's good enough to lead the line in the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly good enough to play back up to someone um, if he needs to, but I don't think Danny is a guy who would want to do that, to be honest. There's a mm-hmm. player who would want to do that. I don't. Uh, he runs about a lot and tries hard and he's scored some important goals for us, but ultimately I just, he's strike that it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. He's got 10 league goals for us in 59 games. And um, that's the sort of return you're not wanting as your, your, not your number one striker, but as a starting striker, you know, with a partner mm-hmm. or without. I just I think he does better out there that we can get a hold of, to be honest. Aye. Run, runs about a lot and tries hard, kind of sums him up. He, he, he doesn't score a bad goal, though. That's the thing about Danny mm-hmm. Mullen. He always scores a, usually an absolute screamer, but aye, he, he scores, mm-hmm. what, two or three of them a season. It's, it's not worth keeping them on, I don't think. Uh, my argument would be like 
and people say he scores important goals and, th- and things like that, but see if he scored more often, there wouldn't be a need for an important playoff mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's the it's the opposite way of thinking about it. If he was more productive, then we wouldn't be in these games where they would need to turn up and score, like the Dundee United playoff, for example. I can see him, yeah, like going to like a Dundee or something like that in the championship. I think he's a championship striker, and I think, or like maybe fitting at Hamilton, uh, club like that. Possibly even go back to Livingston if they like. I'm sure they they can probably accommodate him a wee bit better in at Livy. I don't know. Um, possibly, I mean Brian Rice obviously knows him from his time at St. Man, so mm-hmm. Hamilton's a good shout, maybe. Fairman, maybe. When you say he seems like the type that will go to Hamilton and he will score against us, and yeah. that'll be his only two or three goals that season. I think uh, when we were talking about Andrew, I think if I seen Mullen come off the bench for Hamilton. I'd be more concerned than I would if I seen Andrew. He's just got one of those. I think he might wrap one into the top corner. I think and a Hamilton strip, but that's the sort of hit you need to take if you're releasing guys or keeping them on. Mm-hmm. Ryan Flynn is the next player up. I think the the way his form was before his injury, I thought he would have been off at the end of the season to go to another club, Dundee United or whatever. Mm. I think the injury, while w- was quite a bad one, kind of may have worked in our favour. Mm-hmm. I think that less clubs would be willing to take a bigger risk on him, so we might be able to get like a year's extension out of him. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. I mean, he was superb whenever we played him, mm-hmm. particularly that time he played it right back. I mean, he took to that really. Naturally, you know, he, he was outstanding. Unfortunately, the injury because he was playing really well at the time. I think going back to what Craig said about pre-season, I think it's hard to tell with Flynn because what's pre-season going to look like? He's just come mm-hmm. back for a cruciate injury. He's thirty-one. Depending on how quickly he can get up to speed, is he worth another deal on form base? Probably, but then you're dealing with a guy that might not come back to the same level that he was before he was injured. I, that's my concern as well. Do we know, is it going to be the, the Ryan Flynn that we first signed and if everyone was going, why did we sign this guy? And then he obviously took off and was arguably one of our best players. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'd i keep him, but I'd keep Ryan Flynn as we knew him. Not, you obviously can't predict what he's going to turn out like, but mm-hmm. it's a very difficult one. Um, that's the gamble of like just giving him a year's contract to see what... What happens? Like it's not a big commitment if it turns out that he's not the same Ryan Flynn because we can always release him at the end of the following season. Um, if he is a good player and it's he's still we've we've got him for another year. Yeah, and I think uh, go back to the McGinn thing. If you were giving me one guy to sign in a one-year deal, I would pick Flynn well over. Mm-hmm. True, purely for the way he's played and things like that. So yeah. I'd be more inclined to. Give Flynn a shout than I would McGinn, I think. Next season work, well, it might work out in his favour. I mean, we don't know that the league's going to start in like, end of August, start of September this year. It might be a wee bit later. So, um, like on the plus side, he's got longer to recover. But then you're talking he's probably gone most of the year without playing a competitive game because he, yeah. he injured. Was it? Was it February? Mm-hmm. Kind of bit earlier, maybe. Aye. Uh, it would have been a bit earlier because we brought in Hodson to replace him. I right, you know. 
So the, uh, you're right in what you're saying. Almost a full year without kicking a ball mm-hmm. or playing any form of top-level game or even a bounce game. I mean, that's difficult. At the age of 31, it's not as old as a footballer as it was maybe a while back with sports science and recovery and things, but it's still at the wrong end of your career, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very true, yeah. A worried keep for me. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Uh, and I think the rest of the players I've got mentioned down here have all got go next to them. So the first one of that is uh, Gary McKenzie. Yeah. We, we love the guy for everything that he's done. But, yeah, he's... I've got 35, nearly. Mm-hmm. Aye. Mm-hmm. Harsh, but see you later. I've got written down, release, too old, too broken. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't seen seen him in what even like last season, not last season, the season before. Like it's it's been a while. Um, can, sorry, a team like like um, ourselves in the situations that we always find ourselves in, we can't have a thirty-five-year-old broken centre back. No, absolutely, and he usually makes a cameo towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. which makes you think, oh, "I love this guy. This guy's brilliant." But then it makes you forget that. He's only played five games a season. Where was he? He's been broken for the <laughs> last six, seven months. He's usually solid in every one of the games, but then uh, he gets injured and you don't see him again. <laughs> I know. I think he might be on a fair wedge as well. Oh, it's obviously guesswork, but he may be on a decent wedge, Mackenzie. You'd imagine now, like, obviously we don't really know, but you'd imagine he'd be one of our higher earners. So. Yeah, we think so. I, I think, I don't know if it's maybe worth keeping him around coach-wise or bringing mm-hmm. the young lads through. And I know he helped Baird quite a lot when he played in the team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for keeping the hold of him or whatever we'll go on to that, I'd imagine, but it might be good for the, the young lads about the club if you're just going to... Similar to what we've done with Andy Webster. Mm-hmm. Maybe keep him as a coach or whatever, but who knows. But as a player, I think he's done, to be honest. Yep. Uh, next up, Cody Cook. Nah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think we knew when the way Goodwin set up, set up with the amount of strikers that we brought in, that he would be going. Um, one of Alan Stubbs' better signings. We didn't really see him too much till the end of that. Or like Owen Kearney kind of brought him in a bit more towards the end of the season. Done his job. Scored scored a hat trick. Like <laughs> one of the worst hat tricks ever, but <laughs> it still counts as a hat trick. Fair enough. I've never scored a hat trick in the Premier League. <laughs> one of um to say one of Alan Stubbs' better signings is a very backhanded compliment. <laughs> Alan Stubbs' best signing. <laughs> um, he's twenty seven. He was just turned twenty seven, so he's not really one for the future. I see a lot of people saying ah, he's he's wanting to kind of come good and learn, and he's twenty seven year old. If you're not good enough now, then. Aye, never going to be. It's, it feels as if it's one of the positive people have been saying, oh, he's, he's coming on to a game, he's, he's one that's going to come on to a game. We've been saying that since we signed him. Yeah, exactly. That's um, all right if he's 17, no, 27. Um, aye. Aye. I think he's actually, I might be wrong in saying this, but I'm sure he had a career outside of football when he was obviously down south in the, was it the non-league or the juniors? Something, like, yeah. something like that. Played for Trudeau City. So. I'm sure he was last, a, a sports lecturer or something, so... Maybe it might suit him to drop back down to part time. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he's he's another guy that's taken to the club, and he's good with the fans on Twitter and things, and he's good about the place. And 
just not good at his feet. Uh, basically, he's not good at turning up, but he's kind of things like that make you take to a player more. And I quite like the big guy, but at twenty-seven, couple of knee injuries, he's not played much. Again, I think we can do better. Definitely. I, th- I think he's done enough with us as well that he might not need to go back to non-league football. Like he might be able to get like a, a League One, League Two down south team. Um, or even if he wants to stay in Scotland, I can imagine him at Queen of the South or something next to, yeah. to Dobby or <laughs> possibly. Or I don't, I don't know. I mean, he must have some fucking agent anyway if he managed to get non-league to Scottish Premiership. <laughs> rapid, so I'm sure the big his agent will, will do him a good turn again down south. And then Owen Jurkaev. I've just wrote waste of time. Next time. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a complete shoulder shrug. Like, every time I, we've, we've mentioned him, I've always brought up the fact that in the Betfred Cup, he was like our only good player. Like, he was the only one that had anything about him. Mm. And then, like, we've never really seen him. He had one cameo appearance off the bench in which he had an absolute nightmare and he was just never trusted again. I gave that horrendous goal away against Motherwell for Park, I think. Yeah. It was just the worst decision making I've ever seen, I think. And, I think- uh, yep. Sorry. Uh, on you go. I'd just, just saying I'd like to say he was an absolute imposter, but that would imply that he's actually uh, played a bit of football for us. <laughs> I know, just a wasted exercise. I don't know if it was a media spinning thing because it was the son of Yuri or whatever, but... We got to see Yuri in a sitting on top, so... Yeah, I waste, waste the wage. Time. Waste of time. I always felt really bad that they kind of bigged that up and he came over. I think it was when we were playing against Rangers when he first turned up and he never even got off the bench to <laughs> play in front of his dad. Felt really bad. And then I think I think that's it for contracted players. I think you mentioned something about Jack Baird, but is his contract up or do we still have him? No, I've still got him. I think it's uh, no. next summer he's away. But I, I would think Jim clearly does the fancy him, so I think he's... Been uh, really to be fair, good. I'd... I don't really fancy him too much either. I think MacArthur, M- McCarthy is much better centre-back and we'll find someone else to... Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, so the loan players that we currently have on loan, whether we can extend the loans or if their contracts are coming up towards the end of the season, and Lee Hodson, I'm happy to say goodbye to him. Yeah, I'd keep him. To be honest, I like him. I liked him the first time around. I think he's a good, versatile player. Uh He's probably on a fortune down south, so it might be hard to get a hold of him anyway, unless it's another loan. But no, I'd be more inclined to keep him, I think. I think for me, Lee Hodson one, I'd keep Lee Hodson two. Um, it wasn't as good when he came back, I don't think. But we do know that he's a known quantity. I think he would have got up to the level he was at before with us. Um, I'd, I'd be inclined to keep him. Fair enough. I think you've been overruled there. Yeah, I think I have been, but oh well. Um, Callum Waters. So we'll go to Craig for this one. <laughs> uh, my answer's similar to the, the one for uh, Tony Andrew. Uh, get yourself to fuck. Honestly. Just absolutely hate the guy, don't you? He's right. I've seen him have one decent game for us. I remember we were sitting texting at the game going, actually, Waters isn't he playing too bad. Um, is that the Hearts game? I think it was the Hearts game. It might have been the Hearts game. I saw, well, based on the Hearts game, the last time I've seen him, it was all right. Only well, as good game, as your last game. Uh, every other game, 
nah, he's, he's not done enough for me. He actually surprises me that he got a contract at Come On in the first place. Um, I'd be very happy to see him go. He's that much a no mark to me. I forgot to write his name down when I was doing notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm maybe Craig. I just don't think he's very good, to be honest. Not I don't know good. if it's that, like I, I can see. I see there's moments. He's still obviously really young. Um, it was he 2021. 20, um, I can see moments where there's a player in there, but he has. He's he's still very raw. One of the things I noticed, um, the Terrace podcast put out the top left backs in the league, like the top ten, and he came ninth. Nice. <laughs> And they said that Kilmarnock should be happy that they've got a player because whoever their left back is now apparently is only on loan and they're saying that next season they'll, they'll be happy they've got a player who can slot straight in there. I was like, are they talking about our same <laughs> player? So maybe they see something that, that we don't. Who did they rate underneath them? Do you know? Uh, I can't remember. Off the top. I, I, I should have wrote it down, but I can't remember off the top nice. of my head. I mean, it's... It's fairer perspective. I mean, for the outside looking in, people might think he's relatively steady left back, but we watch him every week, so mm. uh, I'm entitled to. Not be true. Mm-hmm. I still think we should go for the air one. I can't remember his name right now, but um, Daniel, Daniel Harvey. Daniel Harvey, that is it. Uh, he's, he's a good player. I like. Uh, he's not a kind of conventional left back, but I like uh, Nicky Cadden at Mom as well. Mm. Maybe I'll have a look at him. Yeah, he plays kind of one forward on the left, but he, I think he'd be a better, better suited for us than Waters. Mm-hmm. That was the same as like when instead of Tony Andre, I was wanting us to go for Alan Forrest, but he signed a pre-contract at Levy. So that. Interesting to follow him, actually. He's quite highly rated. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's crazy how young he still is. You think he's like, because he's been about for air for ages. Yeah. You think he's like closer to like 28, 29, but he's only like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. It's still got... He's full career in front of him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, big Chebs. <laughs> I've uh, nah. not seen enough. That's the thing, yeah. Like, I have no, like, I have no idea what type of player he is. Like, um, a beautiful he, one. Yeah, <laughs> a beautiful <laughs> one. Yes, uh, but he's only had like small couple of minute appearances towards the end of the matches like he clearly wasn't fit because he hadn't played in over a year mm-hmm. no idea if he's out of contract maybe with this Turkish club I know they paid money for him so they might still have him for a few more years maybe more inclined to loan him out again and we have him for a full pre-season because I'd still like to see that link up between him and um, Dermis yeah I've, I've wrote that down I mean uh, Jim Goodwin seems keen and we've not seen enough of him maybe try and get him back next season if if Goodwin's still keen on him then I could probably see us trying to work something again get him back and get a right good look at him mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd be inclined to, to trust Goodwin on that one because he's, he's obviously seen something which we've not yet um, I I'd keep him if we can because we can't be we can't be cutting every player that we've got or we'll have none left and we'll not be playing any and then Yakubiak, he actually put on Twitter today a kind of Looked like a goodbye, like he wasn't coming back. <laughs> Don't know if I'm reading into that too much. It was more of a like, thank you for welcoming me here kind of thing. Yeah, so it's kind of end of season, end of loan deal, I suppose, mm-hmm. the way he's looking at it. I liked him, he's good foil for a beaker. Mm-hmm. I've said it in a few podcasts, I don't think it's any coincidence since he turned up. Albika's starting to look like a right good striker. Um, he's out of contract at the end of the season. 
Oh, is it? I didn't realise that. So I don't know whether we maybe try and have a chat with him or see what happens where the land lies or if he's his ideas elsewhere. But uh, I liked him. I try mm-hmm. and keep a hold of him. I don't know if you've listened to um, Goodwin on Sports Sound the other day. He no. kind of said that they've got six six players they want to sign for whenever the new season's going. They've got this. They've they've had this plan of these six players, and it's the six players they're going to go for whenever the league starts to warm up again and they look like we should be signing players so it's quite good that we have that plan so that might include these loan players as well so yeah possibly I mean Goodwin seems to be quite switched on with things like that we've obviously got this recruitment model that was banged banged on about a while back so I would like to think guys are out there doing their job and identifying targets for Goodwin It'd be nice to have a, a pre-season of stability because it's something we've been lacking the past few years. Yeah, and totally agree. It had to come right now as well, but aye, it's good news if they've got a plan in place. I hope they've got a backup and it's not just a piece of paper with six players on it and if we lose and it, that's it. we're back to can square one. I hope it's no Anthony Stokes and oh God. that guy. Marquee players. <laughs> um. And the last player, I've, um, and if I've missed anybody out, I'm sorry, uh, Akin Famo. Yeah, I liked a big guy. He was improving week in week. Mm-hmm. Europe moments and, and things like that. But he's still a young lad, isn't he? So he's just learning. But He was one of those players that would have a ropey moment here and there, but then like 10 minutes later do something where you go, oh, he's yeah. got a bit of quality about him. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, like would, I would keep a hold of him, definitely. He's, uh, like his mistakes never phased him. Mm-hmm. I learn from them in a way which mm-hmm. sometimes young lads crumble, especially centre halves. I mean, we've seen enough of them over time where one mistake and then they're never the same player again. But uh, I really like Femo. I think he might come on to be a right good player in a good few years. Hopefully, he's got another year with us. Mm-hmm. He seemed to, he seemed when he came in, and kind of struck me as a, a guy with a bit of a, a big head about him. But that can that can be a good thing and a bad thing. I think for him, it was maybe a good thing. He, he wanted to. Again, he's another one that wanted to go into bigger and better things and he, he knew he had the talent to back it up. I'd like to keep him. Yeah. Or bring him back, rather. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. I've not missed anybody out, have I? I know you missed Waters out, so I don't know if it's best asking you, Ross, but I <laughs> missed anybody out. <laughs> no, I think that's it. I think so, no. I think, I, I mean, you've got Beard to come back and Erehon to come back. Loan wise, oh, Erehon, I forgot all about him. But I think you've covered all the ones that you've had at the club, contracts mm-hmm. and loans. Yeah. All right. So, um, we apologise for uh, the massive gap between the podcast. But what was there really to talk about other than <laughs> statements over and over again? <laughs> Just too busy watching Tiger it. King. I can uh, committed to a podcast. <laughs> Have you been watching The Last Dance? Oh, it's fantastic. It's the best, like, best sports thing. Documentary-wise, I've ever seen. I think it's phenomenal, isn't it? Nah, it's something you can watch over and over. I think you just reminded me there when you said that the best sports documentary so far, because the BBC have been filming a fly on the wall documentary about Hearts this season, which included them <laughs> going into the lockdown. Ah, <laughs> oh, tremendous! So we've got that to look forward to. Totally when, forgot about that until you mentioned that. There. When is that coming out? No idea. No idea. I, I can't wait. Oh, that'd be brilliant. I'm setting aside a, a full weekend to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Jam, jambo salty tears would be great. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've been, as I was saying, we've got some stuff in the background planning, so there'll be a few more podcasts coming out soon. Um, 
And yeah, hearts are down and fuck Alex Ray and stay safe. Fuck Alex Ray, stay safe. Fuck Alex Ray, stay safe. Apart from Alex Ray. <laughs> Aye, fuck you, Alex Ray. <laughs> <laughs>